Yeah, you had to take out our boy Bull Bartlett in the finals. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been wrestling that dude for a while, since Tulsa days. I was never a huge fan of, like, wrestling live and stuff. With freestyle, there's probably no areas where I'm like that. But folk style, sometimes we get into the top and bottom, and uh, I, don't, I don't feel like being there. But if you're going with me, you're, you're in for one. You know, you're, you're going to be you're gonna be filling your lungs a little bit. I know it's the longest ever but in my head it wasn't really that long to me that match like went by like that so what i'm hearing is we could be seeing a a Lirez woods rematch in mma <laughs> <laughs> hopefully for a belt shit if it happens yeah. ladies and gentlemen welcome back to the clash of combat podcast we're having andrew Lira's on today but there's some stuff that i want to discuss with you crosby as far as this podcast goes, podcast goes, and we're brought to you by Cauliflower Combat Gear. You can use code Clash get ten percent off. Clash of Combat capsule coming soon. We got the mock-ups. What you thinking? I love them. I'm I'm hyped. I'm really excited. I think uh, you know with your guys' support, of course, this wouldn't be possible. So we're really excited that you guys can be along with the journey, having you know basically a known product that you can rep um, at tournaments and workout stuff. So it's gonna be super, super, super cool. Um, First thing I want to talk about, SMSU, our duel, the announcer, he was, uh, he was uh, probably our biggest hater of the year for the Parkside. Yeah. He was pretty accurate, his call-outs, though. Like, <laughs> no leg attacks out of you. Bro, th- this, this announcer or broadcaster for a recent duel at SMSU, you can go watch it on the NSIC network. But if you listen to the duel, and if you listen to the commentator, it was almost embarrassing to listen to. And it was just... It was very, very tough. Crosby got texts. I got texts. Everyone on the team was getting texts like, this announcer like sucks. He's like the worst. Like, make sure you record this proof before the NSIC like takes it down. Because it was like, it was actually ridiculous. Um, yeah, he's, <laughs> I'll, I'll just uh, kind of share my experience because I listened back. So we, we start the match and before anything happens, he goes, Henschel is a very awkward wrestler. Some would say wiry. Which is like a little like okay, like he probably knows who I am, trying to you know talk his crap or whatever. But as the match goes on, he's just saying how I don't have a leg attack as I continue to tech fall the other guy only on takedowns. And at the end of the match, he goes, "That's the win for uh, Hensel or Hensel Hensel." I'm not too sure, but he's like butchered the name. Even though he, I walk on the mat and he says he's an awkward wrestler. Anyways, that was sick. So. It was not. It's it's funny, but I'm gonna include that in the vlog. So hopefully that'll be out. And, but yeah, um, I had another. Uh, I had a million dollar idea. All right, let's hear it. So I was thinking about workout pants, right? And all of my my pants have the stuff in the knee where you keep shooting and it like rubs out, right? And everyone's pants break. And I was just thinking, okay, like what if we like how how can we prevent this? And one way could be wearing like a knee pad, right, or wearing something. Shorts. Yeah. But rest, like, at least me, I love wearing pants to practice. Sliding and stuff, just, it's better cutting weight. I got to wear pants. My idea was to have a built-in knee pad on, in your pants. So just like how, look, like how this is cuffed around the ankle, the knee would be cuffed on the top and bottom, and it would have extra padding on the top. It wouldn't be anything too crazy. Of course, we have to actually see if, like, it works, which I think it will, but if we can have extra padding, extra material, it'll be tight like around the back. Run it. Dude, I think that's like an awesome idea. So I got to text Sal about that. But especially like on both knees too, like just, I'm just might as well have it. Double knee pad. <laughs> yeah, maybe we can. <laughs> if 
for all those double knee pad guys, we gotta have that. But and then you won't even have to buy like a knee pad because like there's so much talk with like, oh, I don't want to wear a knee What's pad. Wrestling knee pad. Yeah, true. If you yeah, if you wrestle with one, of course you'll have to have one. But also, you know how many knee pads I went through last year? A lot of them just broke because a lot of them just aren't it's good material. Scrap life, bro. Yeah, dude, I bought like seven. And they're <clears> all broke. Those knee pads broke. suck. They're they, all broke. They're like good for like the first practice and then they suck. Yeah. And so that's why it's like now you can save on your knee pads by not wearing them in practice too. So that was another thing. So, man, it's just throwing around around ideas, but I really think that that could be something. And if you guys would be interested in that too, like having built-in knee pads on your pants, especially to, uh, you know, save your knees. I mean, heck, I think that's a good idea. Couldn't agree more. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, let's get into the Lira's pod, eh? All right, let's do it. The champ. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Clash of Combat podcast. Today, we are joined virtually with Andrew Aliras. Andrew, how are you doing today? Doing good, man. Yes, sir. So you're coming off of winning the, the Senior Nationals. Kind of walk me through that tournament. What is your take on that? Yeah, I, I went out there and I did um, what I had to do. I think uh, it, it's just showing the things that I've been doing. You know, I've, I train hard. I do all the right things. I live the right way. And with uh, my type of talent, I go out there, and, and those are the results probably most of the time. I mean, ever since I've been been doing the right things on and off the mat, all I've seen is success. So I'm just trying to keep the train rolling and, and go on to the Olympic trials and do the same thing. I'd say so. You're on a heck of a run. Yeah, you had to take out our boy Bull Bartlett in the finals. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've been wrestling that dude for a while, since since Tulsa days. Really? Oh, yeah. How yeah. Did you start wrestling really early on? Yeah, I started wrestling like basically right, right away. So I was about four or three years old, you know. Obviously, I wasn't doing much wrestling, but I was in there jacking around on the mat since since I can remember. It's It's been my whole life. My dad wrestled, my uncles wrestled, everybody in Greeley where the Larris family is really well known in, in Greeley, Colorado and in Colorado uh, for wrestling. Uh, nothing crazy, crazy, but... You know, I got a lot of state camps and, and state places and stuff. So it was kind of born into this. Dang. So how kind of has your training evolved from early on, high school, college, and, you know, just where you're at now? How has your training evolved? Yeah, like uh, as a kid, you know, I was kind of hard-nosed training. Like you see your typical, stere- like stereotypical training, uh, just just going out there and getting it every day. So that's kind of how I was as a kid. Uh, my dad was real tough on me, and my family always kind of kind of saw from a young age that I had something special, and they kind of implanted that in, in my mind since a very young age. And uh, as I evolved and got older, I started getting into the technical stuff. I was never a huge fan of, like, wrestling live and stuff. I, I, I always wanted my dad to, like, teach me new moves. I always wanted to – I was more about learning. I've always kind of been like that, and then uh, – as I started taking matters into my own hands, like uh, controlling my own training, I probably started doing that about eighth grade or so. And uh, then it was basically just trying to learn new stuff, develop new skills. And and uh, it's just always been a lot of studying. And then now in college, I just um, try to do everything that Troy and them tell me to do and do it as hard as I can. But uh, it, it's real calculated. I mean, it's kind of the the same principles just continuing to grow grow my skill set and at the same time working on my cardio but I kind of like to split the two I I like to keep my my other stuff over there my when I'm on the mat I like to get better Mm. 
I feel like you hear a lot of people like are the opposite. They just want to go in there, do live, yeah. and just be done right away. Yeah, like, you don't I hear a lot of, like people want to do technique practices and stuff like that. I know. Yeah, I've just kind of always been like that. I've never mind minded the technique practices. Obviously, there's some areas where I'm like, damn man, I, I would rather be doing something else. But yeah. I'd probably say 90% of the time with freestyle, there's probably no areas where I'm like that. But folk style, sometimes we get into the top and bottom and uh, I don't feel like being there. But <laughs> when we get into the, the freestyle, it's um, I'm cool with technique. That's that's kind of basically all I do. I do hard drills and stuff. But yeah, I don't I don't really wrestle hardly any life. That's crazy. Yeah. Do you do yeah. like a lot of like just conditioning, just running on the treadmill or like the aero bikes or? Yeah, I'm on the Aerodyne. Uh, all the time, like a lot, every probably three, four times a week, going going real hard on that, and then uh, and then I do like my high pace drills while I'm in practice sometimes, and and that's like the majority of my conditioning, and, and it's just a habit, you know. It's it's the way I practice. We could do a light like technique day, but if you're going with me, you're you're in for one, you know. You're you're gonna be you're gonna be feeling your lungs a little bit. Uh, so it's just a habit. It's an everyday thing, and and I believe every ounce I could get, like to better my cardio and stuff, I'm gonna do it, even if it's technique. It's just doing doing the technique as hard as you can, and asking your partner to give you a hard feel when it's when it's their turn. I'm not just letting letting them do some. You know, if it's a good good rep, yeah, I'm gonna let them finish. But if they're doing something kind of shitty, I'm not I'm not gonna let them get it. You know, because I don't want to give them like a false sense of confidence in this position. And, and I preach that to my youth club. Like I hate when the, my kids are drilling and they're just falling over for each other. It's like, dude, dude nobody's learning nothing here. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Is there anything you kind of learned or implemented in your habits that changed from NCAAs to senior nat senior nationals? Um, honestly, not, not really. It's, uh, well, there was one thing, like from tactical aspect, you know, uh, during folk style, control and center is, is good, but it's not everything, you know. In freestyle, I've I've um, been trying to make more of an attempt to control the center and, and not move as move as much. Like in folk style, I, I could kind of do whatever I want. Like they're chasing me, I'm a sidestep them this way, I'm a step them off this way, and there's no repercussions. But in freestyle, sometimes if like uh, in my semi. You know, uh, Pantaleo did a pretty good job, like, tactically. Like, when he chose to go, and it put me on the clock right away. It put me on the clock two times, but if you go and watch the match, I feel like most people feel like I was the one trying to trying to create actions and create wrestling positions. But that that's probably the main thing is um, that and I'm going to continue to work on is trying to control the center and really control the pace of the match. Yeah. So do you like freestyle more than you like folk style? Oh, a hundred times better. Yeah, I, I've kind of always been like that. I think it's uh, I think a big part of it is being from Colorado. You know, uh, it, it wasn't until my junior year we got to travel out of state and go to like a tough tournament. We went to um, Doc Buchanan, but before that, it's like your only shot to get in those national rankings and compete against those the best guys are, are in the summer, and it's World Team Trials, Fargo all that kind of stuff. You get one crack in folk style and that's just a super 32. So I think, um, yeah. subconsciously, uh, I just tied freestyle with having a better opportunity. You know, folks, I was always kind of just your state tournament and, and that's it. But, and then, um, as I got older, it's just always, I think it's from a young age. My dad has always 
focus on uh, wrestling on our feet from neutral, being that that's the Olympic style and that's the pinnacle of, of wrestling. So uh, I just always kind of been like that my whole life, and and yeah, nothing's changed. Yeah, what all what all kind of went into the decision to uh, choose to take an Olympic red shirt this year? I, I kind of I knew what I wanted to do like from the start of my senior year of college and uh, I put quotation marks because the whole COVID year and, and all that stuff. Yeah. But uh, I, I knew I wanted to give this my a hundred percent and try to go do what I want to do. And that's win a national title. You know, I got a big ego. I'm not a huge fan of, of folk style that much, but I'm here and this is what I'm doing. So I'm going to leave with something and that something is going to be winning a national title. And, and uh, I really want to just put my whole focus into that. I got my whole life to wrestle freestyle. I only got this area of time to, to wrestle folk style. So uh, I figured I'm going to take that summer and just train folk style. I didn't wrestle freestyle. And then um, and I knew I'm going to sacrifice this summer. Next summer, I'm going to want to just Olympic red shirt and just uh, be able to do the style that I, I really, really enjoy. So it was kind of the plan, but... Obviously, I, I got to meet with my team and stuff. And after a couple of weeks after nationals, we kind of just um, or we figured that it was probably in my best interest to take an Olympic red shirt and, and focus on my ultimate dream, which is to become an Olympic champion. Yeah. Is there any like wrestlers that you try to like either emulate their style, whether that you know be your coaches or the guys that winning like are already like Olympic champs, or is it just basically you're on your own thinking like I'm going to bring something new to wrestling? Yeah, it's a little bit of everything. You know, uh, I, I like to – I've always watched Henry Cejudo. I've watched uh, Jordan Burroughs. I'm really big into the foreign wrestlers. I really love uh, Mablet Batirov, Besik Kadukov, um, all, all those type of guys. Uh, Haji Aliyev was one of my favorite wrestlers, like, of all time. Uh, and I just try to take a little bit from everybody, try to throw it in a box, mix it up, and, and see what comes out. And <laughs> – and uh, that's kind of my goal. So I take a little bit from everybody. I study a lot of people, but then at the end of the day, I got to make it mine. So um, just taking bits and pieces. Yeah, that makes sense. Kind of going back into like your, your college years. So there's two years in a row where you didn't All-American and then you become a national champ. Like what was the biggest change between those two years and becoming a national champ, I guess? Yeah, it was, uh, so, yeah, I went three seasons where uh, I didn't really do nothing. And, and that's just, uh, a lot of it was my health, you know, being being injured a lot. So I come in, I come into college, four-time state champ, you know, I'm top three and pound for pound in every ranking. Uh, so I'm thinking, like, hey, I'm the shit, I'm going to come out right away, I'm going to go win. And then, uh, you know, I run into a couple injuries, I come into college, I break my wrist, boom, that's six to eight weeks, boom, tear my knee, that's eight to ten weeks of the season, and then I go into Big 12s, and I don't wrestle that well because I'm in horrible shape because I've just been kind of on my ass for for almost all the season. I don't do that well. Nationals gets canceled. Then the following year, my sophomore year, the COVID year, I come out, we have a short schedule anyway, but I come out right away, boom, I break my other wrist, eight weeks, and then boom, I blow out my, my other knee. And then <laughs> surgery, uh, yeah, and then before that season, I had won the U.S. Open already. I won it in 2020, so I was really 
Feeling good going into the season. I brought my body big enough to wrestle at 49s. My first year, I was like walking around maybe 150, 51 tops. Oh, and was, yeah, and I was wrestling 49s because in high, you go from high school, you know, I didn't cut anyway. I wrestled 52 is my senior year. So I kind of just almost kept that same mindset. A little oblivious, but it is what it is. You know, everything happens for a reason. And then, uh, then my junior year, I finally I come out of surgery. And I finally have a pretty somewhat healthy season. And, um, yeah, I just – I wasn't doing the right things. I wasn't living the right way. And it showed, you know, you can't you can't go win a national title because you're talented. You know, and, and a lot of times not even get on the podium. I ended up losing in the blood round. And it's just um, all those bad habits coming back and biting me in the ass. And that's what happened. And then um, I took that summer and I said, hey – I'm gonna give. If I'm gonna be here. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give it everything I got. You know. I don't want to. I don't want to go out and be one of those guys. You know, talking to kids or whoever and being like, "Oh, I could have did X, Y, Z." I don't want to be that guy. You know. I want to be the guy that, if I don't accomplish it, I want to go out swinging. I want to die on my sword and or on my shield and and go out knowing that I gave it everything I got. So I I completely switched my lifestyle. Everything was to be a national champion. Everything I did in, in my whole life, my everyday, everyday life was uh, to be a national champion. Is it going to, is it going to help me? That's, that was kind of the question I'd ask myself when I do anything, is this going to help me be a national champion? And uh, I lived like that for a long time, very disciplined. And at the end of the day, I went out and I got it done. And probably like the longest NCAA match in history, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> what, what was just your, your kind of thoughts of like how long it was taking? I mean, like, were you just like getting cold out there? I was a little upset because uh, I wanted the match to continue because uh, I really believe in my cardio. And uh, I believed I would have been the one pushing the pace at the end of that match if, if needed be. So um, when that long break happened, you're just walking back and forth. And, and it's the national final, so... I know it was the longest ever, but in my head, it wasn't really that long. Like, I, I knew it was taking more longer than usual, but to me, that match, like, went by like that. You know, I don't, I don't even remember it that well. And I usually remember every second of my matches. But, uh, but yeah, you know, you just got to keep your, your head on straight and, and deal with it. I think the way I lived my lifestyle leading up to that match prepared me for any type of adversity that was going to come my way because nothing, nothing was going to shake me. Nothing was going to knock me off track. So I just, um, stay focused and whatever the call was going to be, it was going to be, you got to win regardless. And then I ended up getting, getting the back points, the four near fall. And then right there I knew this match is over. So, and then everybody knows what happens after. Yeah. I mean, like you're like, just pulling the trigger in that match was, you know, crucial. And a lot of, yeah. lot of the younger kids, I say a, a big thing that they um, aren't really good at is just having the confidence in, in shooting or really just pulling the trigger and making stuff happen. What would you kind of say to those kids or let's say like a youth, you know, kid at your club kind of asked you? Yeah, you, you got to believe in yourself. You know, it's a, it's a cliche thing to say, coaches say, I'm sure everybody says it, believe in yourself, believe in yourself. But you got to believe in yourself to the point that you're going to allow yourself to be the best version of yourself that you could be. You could go out there and lose a match and and you know in your heart why you lost. It's not because of a technical aspect. It's because you didn't go out there and be 100% of the person you're you're capable of being. You kind of held, held back a little bit. And um, 
the the biggest tragedy isn't when you lose to to a better wrestler. You know, you lose to a better wrestler, whatever you lost, go back to the room and and get better. The the biggest strategy is when you lose to yourself because you had control over that, and that's just something that's a burden that you don't want to live with, especially if it's in a, a big moment. Then that's probably going to eat at you for the rest of your life. I'm sure every wrestler ever has lost to themselves before, and hopefully it wasn't on the biggest stage, but what? But um, it's horrible. You know, that's not a good feeling coming off the mat and being like, damn, man, I could have I did X, Y, Z. I could have went out and, and got it. I wish I would have did this. You, you don't want to live with that. You want to go out there, and if you lose, you lose. You know, you could keep your head up high and know that you did everything possible, and now it's just back to the drawing board. So I just, I just tell them, got to constantly uh, strengthen your mind and tell yourself that you can go out there and do great things, and you're capable of achieving great accomplishments, and uh, believe in yourself enough to go out there and do it, not sit there and wait for somebody. I like that. Yeah. So you said earlier you were one of like the top recruits coming out of high school. What made you choose Northern Colorado over any other school? Yeah, I wanted to to be to help grow something. I didn't really want to just uh, be another name on the wall. You know, uh, winning a national title is huge wherever you're at. But you know, you go to uh, Penn State, right? They got hundreds of national champions. I didn't want to just be another person. So I wanted to. Uh, try to be able to put on for my city and, and create something and create a spark to where you could get guys wanting to come down to Greeley to come uh, try to be a national champion. And I think you're seeing the shift now. I've been around that program since my eighth grade year of middle school. I've trained, I've trained there. So this team has completely shifted. It's uh, we got a lot of really talented guys in the room now and, and you're just starting to see that now. We're, we're out here getting the guy, the high school kids who are top 100 kids. We're consistently getting those those caliber wrestlers. And, and that, that was my whole goal from the start is to try to be able to be the, the cornerstone of a program to where past me, guys could start to do surpass my accomplishments to where now Greeley has something people from around here can uh, grow up watching the Bears and, and one day wanting to be able to run out of the tunnel for Northern Colorado. That's cool. Yeah. I kind of want to hear your, your legacy of uh, competition. So you, you won NCAAs. Now you're going yeah. the dream, get the past the Olympic trials, win the Olympics. What's kind of after that? Is it to stay in wrestling? Is it to go into MMA back to coaching? Uh, there, there's a lot of different avenues. I know for a fact, eventually I want to, I'm going to start fighting. Uh, I don't know when exactly, but I know I know that's going to happen. I still have another year of eligibility, so that could be a route. And then um, I love freestyle, so uh, we'll we'll see what the future entails. But I don't see myself wrestling past probably. I, I'd probably say I'll probably hang them up twenty twenty. Either 2026 to 2028, just depending on how my career pans out. You know, if I go win the win everything I want to win right away, then uh, I'll probably start fighting sooner. You know, if I feel like I, I still got some some things left in the sport to accomplish, then I'll, I'll continue to wrestle. But we'll just we'll just have to see. You're already doing some MMA training, right? Yeah, I've uh, I've been around the sport of MMA since I was real young. My my uncles fought. 
Uh, my grandpa was a, a boxer over 150 fights. Um, Holy yeah, so I've been around it since I was a little kid. You know, we run a MMA gym that was boxing, MMA, kickboxing, wrestling, jiu-jitsu, top-notch sports academy. So that's been a, a part of my life for a long time. And uh, I, I've done a lot of boxing, uh, and that, that was kind of one of my loves. You know, there was a point in time where I was like, Ah, uh, maybe maybe I'll just box, you know. And uh, so I, I've kind of had those thoughts as a kid, but as I got older, I kind of saw the path and and went down and followed it. But but yeah, I do a, a good amount of training when I can. Obviously, I can't be in there all the time, but I like to be able to stay sharp. Yeah. So what I'm hearing is we could be seeing a a Lirez Woods rematch in MMA. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully for a belt, see if it happens. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, you know, I'm 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 down for whatever. I'm a I'm a fighter, and you know, I ain't, I don't run from nobody. So I'm, I'm here. I ain't, I ain't hard to find. Mm. Well, I know when we had we had uh, reels on Woods on earlier this summer, he was saying that uh, they might see a rematch between you and him sometime soon. But I haven't seen anything recent yeah, about that. That must have fell through. Yeah, I think the, I was talking about the All Star Classic. They, uh, they asked me about it, but. Um, one, I would have to make forty one again. Two, folks, Sal, I'm I'm training I'm training for Sal. Uh, I got a different goal in mind right now, and and if our paths cross again, they cross again, and uh, I'm sure they will sometime. Whether it's in wrestling or, or MMA, I, I don't know his path exactly, but you know, anytime you put us together, it's gonna it's gonna be some fireworks. So if it, if it happens, everybody better tune in and, and see the result. That'd be so sweet, say dude. So. Yeah, we, yeah, lo- love to see the the storylines play out. Yeah, oh, that's a good storyline. Yeah, you know, wrestling national finals end up fighting for hopefully a belt. That'll make yeah. it better. Yeah, that'd be, it'd, be, yeah. it'd be a little shitty if it was like we're like both three and zero or something. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah hopefully that that would be really cool. Yeah, cool. That's about it. Yeah, well, that pretty much just concludes it. Uh, we appreciate you so much for coming on. This was great. Yeah, thank yeah, you. hell yeah, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Yeah. Take care, Andrew. Sure, you too. See you later. Wow, he's the goat. <laughs> Dude, every time. What a stud. Yeah. I'll tell you what. <clears throat> I am just very impressed by those guys who necessarily don't go to the monopolized colleges. Like, he literally made something out of nothing, you know, being like the first national. Ch- I think he's the first one. I- yeah, he is. UNC. Oh, he is? Okay. Yeah. yeah, like. He's the first one to play since Justin Gaethje. Wow. Really? 2010. Does Justin Gaethje uh, follow Lyris? I don't know. I didn't look. I just saw that I was looking up because I posted guest the guest yesterday. Oh, yeah. So I put out, uh, I was looking up his, some like things that people might not know. And one of them was just at first. Actually, it was the year before when he didn't All-American. It was like made it the furthest in the tournament since Justin Gaethje. Oh. And he didn't even All-American. So they must have been pretty bad. Yeah. For well, a long period of time. Like, I'm going to be completely honest. Like, it's, you know, it's hard to know everything about every <clears throat> team. But, I mean, on UNC, I'm just trying to think. Like, they got Steve-O there. Pullen. Paul. Yeah, I, I don't, I'm not going to butcher his last name. But, man, was the YouTube legend. Um, for, I always thought that, you know, that video doesn't even have, like, a million views. It has 15 million views. You sure? I am I am beyond positive. I probably watched it a million times. I thought I looked it up and it had like 800k and I was like, "What?" I think it got reposted. Oh. And like that's like the repost, but dude, 
Yeah, and I heard I saw someone in the comments too about Stevo. Like, if he makes the finals, he walks out to that song. My life be like, ooh, yeah, dude, that would be that would be so cool. I couldn't imagine. Wait, what? what is he thirty three? Twenty five. Oh, and which I mean, clearly, I mean that's basically an open field for I guess how the rankings are going. But I mean, wrestling's tough, man. So yeah, I think I win at twenty five. D one. Yeah, I, w- I would think you win it. I, w- I would agree. Who do you think would be your toughest comp at 125? Nobody. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. I-, I do think you sweep the field. But I think like nine times out of ten you do. I think there- there's a 10% chance that like one of those guys beats you. Uh, big news, Peyton Rob four-match losing streak. Four? Yep. He got pinned by Marcus Blaze's brother, Joey Blaze. That's how we go, really, You're bro. right. I don't know. I'm sorry. Well, I, we had him on the podcast. He got pinned by Joey Blaze, bro. Come on. Yeah, he got pinned by Joey Blaze. Yeah. <clears throat> but, yeah, I mean, teamer's weight, bro. What can I say? Teamer almost, he had a close one with Maddie, our, our past guest. Like, yeah, Maddie, if you're listening, I'm sorry, but teamer's my boy. Teamer. <laughs> when was he coming on? I, he didn't answer my DM. Jacory. <laughs> well, he answered it. your boys. He answered it, and then he never got back on oh. what they would work. Well, he's doing important stuff. Oh, well, yeah, he's winning Natty titles. Title. Yet. Not yet. He's going to. Okay. I mean, I think Peyton. You're a hater, You think, bro. uh, dude, four-match losing streak. I mean, do you think maybe that uh, whole process is catching up to him? Well, process. Like, do you think it's, like, um, with his The sickness? infection? Yeah. Like, do you think. I think Teamer's just in his head. Every match he <laughs> goes out there, every match he goes out there, and he's just like, oh, Teamer, 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 Teamer. And he's not focusing on the guys. Are you, you are the biggest Teamer fan. Who are you more of a fan of, Carr or Ja'Cory? Well, my boy D, of course. Because <laughs> <clears throat> me and Teamer don't know each other on a personal oh. level. It's more of like a fan type thing. And then you and D. Me are, and D are like boys. We go back. Type. You're like boys. Like are we're, we were boys, yeah, type shit. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can see that. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, D's actually, he's coming over for the family dinner this weekend, so, this Saturday. Really? Yeah. What are you having? I think his mom's bringing food to my house, actually. Like, they're bringing- Mac and cheese? I don't know. I think it's a surprise meal. <laughs> Dude, we're going to Olive Garden as a team tonight. I'm really looking forward to I that. I was very surprised about that. Yeah. How <clears throat> about the Olive Garden? Olive Garden. Instead of, like, the Doba Run. We or- actually might be at Olive Garden when this gets posted. Oh, yeah, I think we will. We can walk. Yeah, I was thinking about live streaming, um, eating team the di- team dinner on TikTok, and then hopefully the TikTok can pay for the meal <laughs> with the gifts. Give a galaxy right now. I'll have two breadsticks. Galaxy, two breadsticks. <laughs> it's unlimited breadsticks. <laughs> no, I know, but it was just an idea. Oh, I yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, after um, our hard workout this morning, um, I challenged you and uh, the, whoever would go the farthest in seven minutes on the rogue bike. I got 2.77. He got 2.88. You got big bodied? Yeah. I Yeah. I mean, that workout was killer, and then we just decided to do that. So, I mean, wow. Ah, it, yeah, it, uh, that workout sucks every year. It's The worst part about that is 
I'm okay. I'm glad we did the push-ups and squats because I think that's like my go-to. But if it's like that endurance when you're like jogging and then sprinting, but except you have Gantz and Corrigan in our group, so we're sprinting the whole four corners. Mm. Um, but and then we go right into that the jumps. We do these hurdles. Man, is that just a core workout? And you're just gassed. The hurdles, dude. Oh, oh. I thought I couldn't even get over the hurdle during the, when I was fresh. <laughs> yeah, probably. You know what's funny? Is Gantz always was like next to me, but he always chose the lower one. So I had the higher one. And I really? wasn't going to move it. And I'm like, bro, are I you went up to the me? same hurdle every time. And for the fourth round, the hurdle was set lower. Yeah, someone lowered it. I saw that. But I was on the same hurdle the whole time. Yeah, I mean, I mean I'm not complaining. Yeah. But I wasn't putting it back up. No one fell. I don't Somebody think. hit it. Yeah, I think a couple of people. Hit I it. was freaking nervous. I don't some know of those how jumps, Ray or Jason get over. Some of those jumps, dude, my feet, I thought I was going to eat shit. I was like, holy yeah. crap, this is not, this is going to be embarrassing. I, I almost think it's more of like a dangerous activity than just a workout because, like, if you fail, like, you could face plant or fall backwards, break an arm. Yeah. That, like, especially how, like, how, those are, they're getting pretty high. So. Yeah. And, yeah, when you're gassed, too. Yeah. Yeah. We did couple rounds and the overtime hand fighting like we always do more each year onto something but i yeah, think but that he also in the past last year we did like burpees instead of the push-ups oh yeah and the year before we did like those split the, jumps oh, okay, the split yeah, jumps yeah. were the worst ones yeah that yeah you go right from hurdles to split jumps and it's like you can't move yeah yeah <laughs> yeah not for show, boy. For show. Dude. <clears throat> we played 11 hours of Fortnite yesterday. Zero wins. Shut up. You're lying. 11 hours. It wasn't 11. And you got zero it wins. It wasn't 11 hours. Okay, you probably at least played five. It was well over five. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> what? It what time bad, frame? Dude. What time frame? When did you start? From like morning? the start of the first football game to... An hour after the last one, jeez, dude. And with a break, with win. a break when we took a like call. Okay, ranked? but here's the thing: we had that phone call with cauliflower, so that kind of felt like I got off and then came back on. And it was a fresh new day, and then then Caden Hooker left us in the dust, and our, we had a new member join. Your your no, Alex. Yep. Just and then watch this. when he got on, it was like, oh, I feel fresh again. So it's like, yeah. it's, it's, it's like, like I just you, got you, on. Yeah, it's like a new day. Then we played two games with him. We lost. And then Easton got on. So we had a full squad. And it was like, oh, I just got on again. So it's like I just kept first getting on in the game. And it was like, but yeah, zero wins. Yeah. Lots of seconds, thirds, 15. Are you playing ranked or regular? No, it was ranked the whole time. Oh. I'm in Diamond 3. I started the day at 33%. And I think I ended the day at like 18%. <laughs> you grinded over five hours to go down yeah. in ranked. Yeah. It was bad. Dude. Yeah. I, I got to give some respect <clears throat> to those Fortnite guys on Unreal because, yeah, that's got to be quite the freaking grind. Those lobbies yesterday were so hard. Yeah. So hard. Even when you were hidden, you just weren't. You just get sniped. You hide in a bush and yeah. you get freaking hit you for You guys should see that my clips. I come on the first day after He's a couple weeks of missing. He's not He's not. No, that after good. first couple days, I'm quick scoping dudes, <clears throat> and I've never hit a snipe before this season. Like you're actually compared to what you used to be. Your wash, like you're below me and Ben now. That's <laughs> no, I am me Ben. Dude, <clears throat> if you give me three hours to literally like train, like in like, you'll box still be washed. My, no, trust, trust, 
trust. You don't understand the, the work that me and Ben have been putting in. Okay. That's fair. What was I going to say? I was going to say something. Uh, oh, yeah. I had a couple more crazy ideas about shoe promotion. This is shoe promotion. This is like a marketing masterclass right here. So I was thinking about our colorways. You know, we'll all have to do something. <clears throat> you know, like uh, the black and silver pair? For you? Yeah. Sure. So I'm thinking about these picks, right? Or, or they're going to be like, they can also be like, I want them really cinematic, like highly filmed. Like I might even want to like reach out to like someone who films like really good stuff, like a really good ass rig. And I was thinking full black on suit, like a suit with like Will Smith, like with the glasses, black glasses, all of the socks tucked into the suit and I'll be like in the wrestling shoes and I'll be like, uh, have them in a briefcase. So like unlock the briefcase, there's the shoe. I put them on and I'm wrestling in the suit and it's like a cool like piece like that. And each shoe is gonna have like a cool different, um, just a whole feel of uh, that promotion. What do you think? Yeah, that makes sense. Well, and it then, sounds like a good idea, but I'm gonna be honest, I have no idea what you meant. Yeah, well, but, it, but you sound so I, enthusiastic that I'll, yes. I'll rock and, with it. But here's here's the best idea. Yeah, <clears throat> so we're, we're we're I'm announced this right now. I don't think we have before, but we're, total shoes between Clash of Combat and mine is 550 pairs for the first launch. And uh, these colorways, we might restock, we might not. We really didn't decide that yet, but. I was thinking because I believe they are going to sell out. I don't know about you, but we recreate the photo of Kobe winning the championships, but it's like holding like our shoes and we'll have the like cauliflower hat with the clash of combat like this, like recreating the pick and it'll say sold out. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah. Dude, like I, like on the drive here, I was like going crazy with ideas. I'm like, dude, all these things can be sick. Yeah. So no, it sounds good. I'm just gassed right now. Yeah. No, that's fair. I think I'm gonna cook up some pasta, maybe some ground beef, maybe have more caffeine. Yeah, but I'm ready. To, I'm ready to go. So yeah. This is good. Anything else? No. Leave on with. No, I need to eat something. <laughs> Where's Rarin? Where's Rarin? Go over. No. Over. No. Over. This way. Over. This one. Over. 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 Over right there. Oh, there it is. You gotta put it up. Hey, well, here we go, boys. It's gonna be fun time. Keep grinding. The season's almost here. Postseason title time. Sauce it up. Rain, rain, calling on my phone. Baby, baby,